Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Forever broadcast. I'm your host, Matt Perry. Join us weekly as we explore the golden era of American radio through the dramas, westerns, mysteries, and comedies that shaped the golden age. Be sure to give us a thumbs up or a five-star review on all of the podcast directories that you may use. Jell-O presents The Aldrich Family, written by Clifford Goldsmith and starring Ezra Stone. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Now that autumn is on the doorstep, folks, the corner grocery store has begun to take on added color. Piled high on the fruit counter are heaps of shiny red-cheeked apples, yellow peaches, and big glossy grapes. Yes, sir, it's a mighty attractive sight. But even more inviting is the sight of a bright, colorful jello fruit cup, made with some of these same apples, peaches, and grapes. Better yet, this swell dessert is wonderfully easy to prepare. You first arrange diced tart apples, seeded grapes, and diced peaches in sherbet glasses. Then make up one package of orange jello according to directions on the box, and pour over the fruit. Then chill. And take it from me, friends, there is a real treat. A top-notch treat that you can serve either as an appetizer or as a dessert. You'll be surprised to find how delightfully the cool tang of orange jello blends with the rich flavor of ripe summer fruit. How jello makes a grand fruit cup taste even grander. So tomorrow, try this tempting jello recipe. A combination of juicy red apples, tender golden peaches, rich purple grapes, and delicious orange jello. All of us know a town like Centerville, a family like the Aldriches, and all of us know a teenage boy like Henry Aldrich. Anything is likely to happen when Henry is around, (laughs) and it usually does. As our scene opens tonight, we find Henry Aldrich in the dining room with his father and mother. Mother, will you have some more peas? No, thank you. You finished a few peas there are there. Oh, I wouldn't think of touching them. Father, wouldn't you like these peas? No, thank you. I think you ought to have them, Father. I'll just scrape them into your plate. Uh, Henry, I don't want them. Would you like some bread, Mother? No, dear. Now, just stop passing things and eat. Well, if you don't do want anything, just ask for it, huh? Boy, did I see a swell movie this afternoon. I'm going out and get some butter. Sit still, Mother. I'll go out and get it. I'll get it. Give me the dish, Mother. My goodness, one would think you had nothing to do but run around waiting on all of us. Sam, will you please tell me what's gotten into Henry? I've no more idea than you. I offered him his allowance a few minutes ago, and he refused it. Well, something's wrong. After dinner, you'd better take his temperature. Here you are, Mother. Will you have some butter? No, thank you. Oh, go ahead and take a little, Mother. I have some. Here. Did I tell you I saw a movie this afternoon? I believe you did. Boy, was there a swell guy in it. Sam, don't forget when you're downtown tomorrow to get two decks of cards and bring them home at noon. Oh, giving a bridge party? I am. Well, listen, there's no reason in the world why I couldn't get those cards for you. That's what I was waiting for. Give him a dollar, Sam, if he wants to help. Henry, are you quite sure none of this has anything to do with your conscience? My conscience? Mm Mm-hmm. What conscience? Then you haven't any? No, sir. I'm not surprised. 
Mother, about how much do you spend a week on food? While Mary's away, about $14. Well, from now on, I'm paying my share. Why, Henry Aldrich, you're not going to do anything of the kind. Yes, I am, Mother. No more free eating for me. Have you struck oil, Henry? I haven't struck oil, but I've got a job. How much do you think I ought to pay a week for my room? I have no idea. Well, supposing I was a stranger here and you didn't know me, and I came to the door and said, I want a room. How much would you charge me? Personally, I wouldn't even let you in. <laughs> well, why not? Not if your hands look the way they do right this minute. Oh, gee whiz, I'll go right up and wash them. But before I go, let's settle on a price. Would $3 a week be too much? What kind of a job do you have? You'll learn soon enough. I begin tomorrow morning, and I'm going to give half of every cent I make to the Red Cross or something. Well, isn't that fine? That movie I saw this afternoon was called The Generous Gentleman. And boy, was it swell. The gentleman did kind things for everybody. Did he? And did people like him. Even when he became old, everybody liked him. And this swell-looking girl that never liked him before finally fell in love with him. Henry, eat your mashed potatoes. Yes, Father. From now on, I'm going to help my friends and do little things for strangers that are in trouble. And from now on, Mother, you'll never have to tell me more than once to do anything. Then for the last time, will you please go up and wash your hands? Yes, Mother, but first let me tell you how I'm going to help people. Young man, have I ever seen you around this golf course before? Well, I've been around it. Ever had any experience, Caddy? Well, after all, there isn't much to carrying a bag of clubs, is there? Hmm. If there were any other boys on hand, I wouldn't even consider you. Now, stand back while I put this ball on the tee. Uh, yes, sir. But you don't have to worry about me. I know that when you're going to hit the ball, I should keep very quiet. That's fine. Personally, I think if you're being paid to do something, you ought to do it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just to keep quiet. Do you want me to put that ball back on the tee for you? No, thank you. Just stand back. Yes, sir. And keep your eye on this ball when I hit it. I left my glasses at home. Oh, gee, I have wonderful eyesight. Good. Yes, sir. Everybody speaks about it. Have you seen the picture called The Generous Gentleman? Will you please stand back? I'd like to hit this ball. Or down there. Oh, I know who that is down there. What do you mean by yelling just as I swing? Oh, did I frighten you? I didn't make a terrible shot. Have you hit it already? Didn't you have your eye on it? Well, uh, we'll find it all right. It might have gone over here to the left. What makes you think so? Well, we'll look to the left first and then work around. Hmm. The reason I didn't hit it straighter is because of this coat. Would you like to have me carry your coat? All the way around the course? Gee, I don't mind a little thing like that, especially if it helps anybody. All right, here. I'll throw it right over my shoulder. Ah, oh, Herbert. Hiya, Henry. I thought that was you. Boy, there are a lot of balls out on this course. I picked up balls just since I got here. Kathy, have you found my ball? Not yet, Mr. Eddie, but Herbert says this is a very good place to look for them. Here it is, right here. Oh, have we found it? I thought it would be to the left. Let me have my mashie. Your mashie? Do you think that's the best one to use for a shot like that? I'd like my mashie. Yes, sir. And when I hit the ball this time, keep your eye on it. Yes, sir. No more talking. And this other young man, don't stand so near. No, sir. Herbert, have you seen a picture called The Generous Gentleman? Young man. Yes, sir. Herbert. Shh. Why? He's about to swing the club. Oh. What's the name of that picture, Henry? 
Caddy, may I ask who this young man is? Oh, I guess I didn't introduce you, did I? This is Herbert. How do you do, sir? What are you doing here? I asked him to meet me here. What for? He wants to learn how to caddy. I told him the easiest way would be to watch me. I see. Well, supposing, Herbert, you go over and sit under that shady tree. Not the nearest tree, nor the one just beyond, but the one way over on the far side of the fairway. Yes, sir. Don't be hurt, Herbert. People that are new at this game are always easily upset. Young man. Yes, sir? Have you your eye on this ball? Yes, sir. Very well, then. Here goes. Gee whiz, what a sock. Where did it go? It hit that tree. Where did you learn to shoot so straight? I never made a shot like that before. I didn't think you should have used your mashie. The whole trouble is this sweater. Oh, that's all right. Just take it off. I'll carry it. You're sure you don't mind? Gee whiz, I'm here to serve you, aren't I? All right. Yeah. Give me the number three iron. The number three? Yes, sir. You want me to roll that log out of your way? No, thank you. I'll show you how to put the ball right straight down on that green. Okay. And don't say a word. No, sir. Hey, Henry. Whiz, look at that ball travel, Herbert. Almost in a circle. That's the first time I ever made a shot like that. You know, Mr. Eddie, I had a feeling you shouldn't use that number three. The trouble is my collar's too tight. Want me to take your necktie? You sure it won't be too much trouble? Gee, no, I'll just roll it up and stuff it in my pocket. Did you see where the ball landed? Yes, sir. Do you see that clump of trees to the left? Uh Uh-huh. And that house on the other side of the road? Yes. Well, it went right in the yard of the house just beyond. How did it do that? Well, I, I guess you just laid into it. All right, all right. Give me another ball there. I'll hit it on down. You go over and get that other one and meet me at the green. Yes, sir. Here you are. I'll run all the way. And don't come back without that ball. Oh, you don't have to worry. I saw exactly where it went, I think. Pardon me. Pardon me. Was there something you wanted? Did you see a golf ball land in your backyard? Well, if one did, you better get it before Papa does. I should? Yes. Papa says it's because things like that that our chickens won't lay. Hmm. I wonder where that one of mine went. Well, I'd help you only. I'm having some trouble with this garden hose. What's the matter? Well, the spigot on the side of the house won't turn off. Well, gee whiz, let me give you a hand. Well, don't get all wet. Oh, don't worry about me. I can turn it. Have you seen the generous gentleman? The what? It's a swell picture I saw yesterday. In it, a guy went out in the rain as a favor to somebody. And guess what? He got soaking wet, too. He did? Yeah. Mm. That's strange. Well, well, won't it turn off? You know, I I think I can fix it. Say, say, isn't this your ball right here? So it is. Look, I, I think if I just slip the handle of this golf club into the spokes of the faucet, I can get a little leverage on it. Oh, my goodness, look at your shoe. Look, the club just fits in. Oh, good gracious, look at what you've done to it. Imagine. I almost spent his number, number three iron double. Well, well, can you straighten it? I think I can. Fortunately, it's steel. There. Unless you held it right up to your eye, you'd hardly notice it had been bent. <laughs> I'll try the faucet once more. Oh, now look at what you've done. She was I broke it off. 
You don't have another faucet, do you? Oh, of course we don't. Do you have a telephone? No, we don't. Well, don't you have anything for an emergency no. like that? No. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll run over to the clubhouse and telephone for a plumber. But, but how about the basement? Oh, it's running right into it. I'll have someone here before you know it. <laughs> Imagine this. What is it? I found a dollar in my pocket. It's to get my mother some playing cards, but I can get them with the money I earned for caddying. Here, you take it. Well, what for? To pay for the faucet. Why should you pay for it? Well, I broke it, didn't I? Here, go ahead. You take it. Well, well, thank you. I'll take these clubs and this sweater and coat, and I'll run every step of the way. Well, hurry. Goodbye, and I'm very glad to have been a help to you. Yes, Herbert. Does does this road swing around to the clubhouse? Yeah, where have you been? I've been busy. Well, Mr. Reddy says he needs you. I wonder whether I ought to help him a little before I put in that call. I see a ball, Henry. I'll see you later. Hey, buddy. Who's that? Come back up here on the road a second, will you? My car's stuck in the mud. The, the only trouble is I, I've got a couple other things to do. Well, couldn't you lend a fellow a hand? You need some help? Yeah. Well, maybe I can assist you. Start your motor. No, now don't start it quite so fast. Okay. Just start it real slow, see? Now, look, I'll tell you what. Back up until I stop moving my hands. You won't let me drop into the ditch, will you? Oh, no, there's some boards over it. Okay. Come on. Come on. Oh, gee whiz. You ought to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Mr. Do, do you have a shovel? What would I be doing with a shovel? Well, you certainly need one. Wait a minute. Here comes a car behind you. Hello there. Hello. Won't you please let me get by? Well, could you pull up against this gentleman and push? Oh, my goodness, I can't drive that well. Well, would you like to have me take the wheel? Oh, if it won't take more than a minute. I'm in a terrible hurry. Well, it won't take a second. You better stand over there so you don't get any mud splashed on you. Well, that's very thoughtful of you, I'm sure. Gee whiz, that's the least I can do. <laughs> this reminds me of a moving picture that's in town this week. How are you coming? Are you ready ahead there? Come on. Here we go. Be careful. Isn't that strange? How far in are you? Even deeper than you. And what am I to do? Well, I'll tell you, Miss, I've got to go to the clubhouse and phone a plumber anyhow. I'd be very glad to put in a call for a tow car at the same time. And in the meantime, I'm due downtown at court. You are? And if I'm not there, I have to forfeit $25. Well, my father's a lawyer, and I'll phone him, too, and tell him to go down and fix things for you. Are you, are you sure he can? Oh, gee, he's like me. He likes to do things for people. In the same way... Well, I'll, I'll beat it over and phone right away. Well, my name is Mrs. McGill. Yes, ma'am. And the charges are for talking back to an officer. Yes, ma'am. And if you get a chance to see that picture of the guy that was so nice to everyone, don't miss it. Henry, I thought you were going to see Mr. Reddy. Herbert, Herbert, will you go over to the clubhouse for me? I can't, Henry. I'm finding so many balls. You are? 
Sure, I just sold six to Mr. Reddy. Well, where is he? You go right through those trees there into the underbrush. Okay. And then go straight through to the swamp. Okay. Tell him he's foolish to look in there, though. I've already cleaned that part out. Mr. Eddy! Oh, Mr. Eddy! Where have you been? I, I, I just want to tell you I'll be right back. Where are you going? To call a plumber. What for? I got a lady in a ditch. How did you get a lady in a ditch? I was trying to get another guy out. When? Right after I busted a faucet for a girl. What faucet? The girls! Uh, would you like to wear your coat or sweater or anything? I would not. Boy, have I been having a tough time. You've been having a tough time. I just played four holes with one club. How did you do? Young man, have you had a sunstroke? No, sir. Do I look pale? Are you going to caddy for me? Well, I'll tell you, Miss Reddy. Uh, I'll give you two more clubs. That ought to hold you while I go up and phone. Oh, no, you don't. You caddy now or never. But you don't realize the position you're putting everyone in. Come here with that bag. I, I can't help them. You're going around with me if I have to drive you around with this club. <laughs> You know, folks, sometimes it's not the things Henry says, but the way he says them that make all the difference in the world. And that's true of a lot of things we all say. Take the simple phrase, oh, yes, and just notice what a variety of meanings a person can put into it. For example, suppose you were invited out to dinner, and your hostess asked you if you had ever heard of Jell-O. Your answer would be as follows. Oh, yes. Then when she informs you that there's to be Jell-O for dessert, you might say eagerly, oh, yes. And later, when she asks you if you want a second dish, your reply is sure to be, Oh, yes. So you see, friends, it does make a big difference the way you may say a thing. Now, that's true when you say, Oh, yes, to a second dish of Jell-O. And it's just as true when you order a package of Jell-O at the store. Bear that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, and the next time you ask the grocer for some Jell-O, don't just say, I want some Jell-O. Say, I want Jell-O. Then you can be sure of getting genuine Jell-O. And Jell-O's famous extra-rich flavor. Because Jell-O is a trademark, the property of General Foods. And those big red letters on the box assure you of getting America's favorite gelatin dessert. Jell-O. Now getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Henry has decided to be kind and helpful to everyone he meets. So far he's done very well. While caddying on the golf course for a Mr. Eddy, he's broken a water spigot and run two cars into a muddy ditch. Well, as the scene opens, Henry is speaking. Mr. Eddy. Mr. Eddy. As soon as you've knocked the ball over this water hazard, could I just run up and phone? Give me my number three iron. Your number three iron? Isn't that the one you used that took me away for so long? May I have it? Yes, Mr. Reddy. Then may I put in that call? Stand back, please. Yes, sir. You know, if I hadn't left my glasses behind, I'd swear this club was crooked. You really think so? Henry! What, Herbert? Which way is he going to hit that for? Over the water hazard, and you keep away from it. Come here, Herbert. Four. Boy, what a shot. That wasn't, a, that wasn't his ball. That was the head of his club. I never did a thing like that before. 
Gee, they certainly make clubs poorly nowadays. Give me my number two iron. Mr. Eddie, I really think you ought to let me pay for that number three. What became of my ball? Herbert, put that ball back. I just wanted to see whether it was his. Whose did you think it would be? It's yours, all right. Herbert, could you step over here to one side a minute? What do you have? Now then, let's see what this iron does. Listen, Herbert, I want you to go to the clubhouse and put in three phone calls. If they won't let you, say it's for Mr. Eddie. One call is to a plumber to shut off some water. One is to a garage to... Yes, Mr. Aldrich. Will you take a letter, please? Mr. Aldrich, while you were out to lunch, a young man by the name of uh, Herbert Thompson telephoned. Herbert? Oh, Henry's friend. What did he want? Well, the fact is he seemed rather confused. At any rate, you were to go down to court at once and help get Henry out of trouble. What kind of trouble? All I understand was your son has talked back to some officers. That's a fine thing. I can't possibly go down. I'm scheduled for a conference. Impertinence to an officer, huh? What do you say to him? I don't know. Well, Henry can just stay down there. I don't believe in interfering with the law. I understand if you don't straighten things out, the fine will be $25. $25? 20... Call the committee and tell them I'll be late. You're going to court? Of course I am. I can't afford to pay $25 any more than anyone else can. Uh, who's that? I've no idea. Hello? Yes? One moment, please. Mr. Aldrich, I have a message for you. Who is it? Mrs. Aldrich says she has a whole house full of guests waiting to play bridge, and there aren't any cards. Didn't Henry get them? He doesn't seem to have. Well, here, take this dollar, close up the office, and get her some cards. Excuse me, sir. What is it, young man? Have you seen Mr. Eddie around the clubhouse here? Oh, Mr. Eddie is still down in the locker room. Well, will you tell him I found his coat, but I'm sorry we mislaid his sweater. Yes, sir. One moment, young man. Oh, I, uh, I, I found your coat, Mr. Eddie, but I think I ought to tell you. The, the fellow with the lawnmower ran over one of the sleeves. He did. Well, I'm not surprised. But, Mr. Eddie, all I was trying to do when I carried it was to help you. Yes. I was trying to serve you. Here's fifty, seventy-five, one dollar. Now, let's just forget that we ever even met. Well, frankly, I don't feel I should even take the money. Just take it and let's not say anything more about it. There's just one thing for which I suppose I ought to thank you. What's that? For fifteen years, my wife has been trying to get me to give up golf. Today, I'm giving it up. Forever? Forever. Well, I'm certainly sorry. Let's not discuss it anymore. If we ever meet on the street, let's not even speak to each other. Yes, Mr. Eddie. Now then, do you think you can do one more thing for me and do it right? Oh, yes, sir. Anything you say. All right. Go around in front of the clubhouse and tell the boy to bring my car here. Yes, sir. But don't you go near the car. Don't you even touch the car. No, sir. And will you be... Where will you be? Here? I mean... I will be right over here at the desk. Talking to Mr. Blotthoff. Yes, sir. Did you want me, Mr. Eddie? I do. Something gone wrong, Mr. Eddie? Wrong? Wrong? I just want to tell you what I think of the way your entire club is wrong. Did something in particular go wrong? I... <laughs> I hire a caddy to look for my golf balls, and I spend my whole day looking for my caddy. Well, do you know what my score was? 185. 
Well, I usually do it in 120. And then to add insult to injury, I come into the locker room looking forward to a shower. Oh, just a minute, Mr. Eddie. That's something Don't I want to say. Don't interrupt me. I get under the shower, and in the midst of my bath, the water is shut off. Completely shut off. Well, that's what I want to explain. It's something over which we had no control. Through some misdirection, a plumber came here, and unknown to us, shut off all the water in the clubhouse. Why? Well, all we know is some young man called him. That is no excuse. The fact still remains that underneath my clothes, right this minute, I am covered with soap suds. Well, I'm very sorry. Sorry? Did you ever walk around with suds on you? Oh, no, sir. Try it sometime. Mr. Reddy. Mr. Reddy, I have some rather disconcerting news for you. Now, what happened? Was yours a black roadster? What has happened to it? Nothing except that the fella out in front says that sometime this afternoon, a man from a garage came and towed it away. Towed it away? Who told him to do that? He didn't know. He just said somebody had phoned for him to come and get it. Father. Father, would you like some more butter? No, thank you. Are you sure you're going to have enough? Henry, if I were you, I wouldn't bother your father anymore. Oh. Is he tired, Mother? He is. Both tired and embarrassed. Did something go wrong? Not a thing. All I did was miss a yearly business meeting in order to bail my son out of jail for talking back to an officer who didn't know anything about it. Father, that was entirely Herbert's fault. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. It was your fault. Trying to be kind to someone you didn't even know. Well, it's a funny thing, but... Things didn't work out like this in the generous gentleman. Did the generous gentleman forget to bring cards for his mother's bridge party? Mother, I'm, I'm going to pay you back that dollar you gave me for the cards. I really am. I'd give you what I earned this afternoon, only I, I paid that to Mrs. McGill toward her fine. You gave your dollar to Mrs. McGill? Yes, sir. And I told her if there was ever anything I could do to help her, I'd be very glad to. And what did she say? She said she was quite sure there wasn't a thing I could do. Oh, I'll answer the phone, Mother. Just eat your dinner. I'll see who it is. Yes, Mother. Henry, when does school start? In a few days. Why? No reason. I was just wondering. Is there anything I can pass you for? Uh, no, 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 thank you. Gee... The more I think about how Herbert balled things up today... Henry, do you know a Mr. Eddie? Mr. Eddie? Yeah, in a way. Why? He just phoned. For me? Uh, does he want me to caddy for him tomorrow? He wants to know whether you have his necktie. Oh, gee whiz, I've got it in my pocket. I'll take it to him tomorrow. He said you're not to take it to him. You're to mail it to him. Well, that's certainly very thoughtful of him. Because I'd planned to do something else tomorrow. What? Well, I wasn't able to give the Red Cross any money today, and I thought I'd go over and help them instead. Here, Henry, is a dollar. A dollar? What for? For the Red Cross. They're having enough problems without your going over and helping them.
Butter, eggs, potatoes, and flour are food products that housewives refer to as staples. Foods that have a variety of uses and must always be kept on hand. And the same definition fits Jell-O and Jell-O puddings, too. They're really what you might call staple desserts. Because they're so handy, so easy to adapt to different recipes, that they've won an established place on the average pantry shelf. You'll find that Jell-O and Jell-O puddings are simple to make, inexpensive, and truly delicious. So ask your grocer for both of these swell desserts tomorrow. Jell-O and Jell-O puddings. Henry, I want to tell you how nicely you helped with the dishes. Thank you, Mother. Thank you very much. Could I go out to the movies this evening? There's a swell picture. What's the name of it? Jesse James. No, for one week you're not to go inside a movie. The Aldridge Family, starring Ezra Stone, is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Original music is composed and conducted by Jack Miller. Listen every Thursday night to the Maxwell House Good News Show and The Aldrich Family, which immediately follows it. Remember, 60 solid minutes of grand entertainment every Thursday night. Now, this is Harry Von Vell saying good night for Jell-O, America's favorite gelatin dessert. Now pleasing more people than ever. This is the National Broadcasting Company.